our busy world, family time frequently gets neglected. It is vital that we give attention to our families while we can, and it is especially important to give attention to what God says in His Word about our homes. For the next few minutes, let's join Scott Pauley as we open the Scriptures and find God's message for your family. Some time ago, I spoke at a married couple's retreat, and it was the very first time that I ever really thought about the book of Philippians connected to family life. Now, certainly, there are scriptures that we run to immediately that deal with marriage and child-rearing and all of that, but hold this overarching theme of joy, this overwhelming emphasis on knowing the joy of the Lord, isn't that what we all need? Isn't that what every family needs? And wouldn't that be the greatest testimony in a community that your family is a joyful family? People would start looking at that and saying, what's the source of that joy? How can I have that joy? And of course, the answer is in Jesus Christ. And we're walking through the book of Philippians. We're, we're marking each time we find the, the word joy or some form of it, and we're gleaning from it some application that we can make to our own family. Let's review just for a moment. In chapter 1, we learned first that joy is connected to praising and praying. Thank God for each other and pray for each other. Then we learn to root our joy in what really matters. We've learned that if we want joy, we must be more concerned with other people's joy than our own. And Then we've learned from chapter 2, verse 2, that joy is always connected to oneness. It doesn't mean we always agree. It doesn't mean we always want the same thing. But when we start thinking like Jesus, developing the mind of Christ, living in one mind and one accord with him and with one another, God gives his joy. Now we're in chapter 2. Let's come down to verse number 15 today and listen to these verses. Philippians 2, verses 15 through 18. That ye may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God, without rebuke, in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation, among whom you shine as lights in the world, holding forth the word of life, that I may rejoice in the day of Christ, that I have not run in vain, neither labored in vain. Yea, and if I be offered upon the sacrifice and service of your faith, I joy and rejoice with you all. For the same cause also do you joy and rejoice with me. Did you see it? Five different references in the verses we just read to joy and rejoicing, and all of them are connected to one thing. All of them are connected to the joy of ministry. Paul said, I'm rejoicing in what God's doing in you. And I want to rejoice at the judgment seat someday in what God has done in you. That was Paul's great joy. It was not the prison he was sitting in. It was the people God allowed him to minister to. And so here's a fifth secret to a joyful home, and it is this. Discover the joy of ministry as a family. You know, the most miserable people I know are people trying to be happy because that's not how you get real joy. No, real joy is when you get your eyes off of yourself. When you get outside of yourself, outside of your own circle, yes, even outside the immediate needs of your own family and start ministering to others, God begins to work in your home. Do you remember in the oldest book of the Bible, the book of Job, that God turned the captivity of Job when he prayed for his friends? Remember, he had been just commiserating over what had happened to his own family, but it was when he looked to his friends' needs and their families. God really turned the situation in his own home. 
I want to challenge you as a family. Learn to minister not only to one another, but learn to minister to others. And in fact, if I could give you this suggestion, uh, especially early on with your children, minister together in some way. I don't know what God will lead you to do, uh, but I'll tell you how I learned to witness. I learned to witness by going witnessing with my dad and mom. I, I remember going out on Saturdays and inviting people to Sunday school and passing out gospel literature, listening to mom and dad talk to people about Christ. That's really where I got started. I think that's where everybody ought to learn to minister first, not at the church house, but through their own household. So learn to minister, to help the faith of others, to shine the glorious light of the gospel. That's what Paul is talking about in Philippians chapter 2. And I think there are two great ministries everybody can be engaged in. We all can be engaged in the ministry of evangelism. That's getting the gospel out, telling people about Jesus. And we all can be engaged in the ministry of encouragement. Everybody needs encouragement. Everybody needs help and a good word. Uh, Pray and ask God to show you as a family how you can begin to evangelize right where you are and how you can begin to encourage. Then let's come to another one. Come down in chapter 2 to verses 25 through 30. The Bible says, Yet I supposed it necessary to send to you Epaphroditus, my brother and companion in labor and fellow soldier, but your messenger and he that ministered to my wants, for he longed after you all and was full of heaviness because that ye had heard that he had been sick. For indeed he was sick, nigh unto death, but God had mercy on him, and not on him only, but on me also, lest I should have sorrow upon sorrow. I sent him therefore the more carefully, that when ye see him again ye may rejoice, and that I may be the less sorrowful. Receive him therefore in the Lord with all gladness, and hold such in reputation, because for the work of Christ he was nigh unto death, not regarding his life, to supply your lack of service toward me. Here is one of the really unknown men of the Bible. This man now identified as Epaphroditus. He was a prayer partner. He was a fellow laborer of Paul. He was someone that loved the Philippians. And the Apostle Paul here says his ministry, his, uh, his service to Christ ought to cause you to rejoice. Paul was rejoicing in him, and he said to the Philippians, you ought to rejoice because he's come and ministered to you. So don't miss this principle. As surely as you should discover the joy of ministering to others, here's a sixth principle. If you want a joyful home, rejoice in those that God has used to minister to you. Think about those who've prayed for you, those who've encouraged you, a pastor that ministered to your family, a Bible teacher that helped you to grow in the grace and knowledge of the Lord, youth workers and coaches and instructors that came alongside your children. We all know we don't raise our children by ourselves. Think of the good people, the godly people the Lord has used to minister to them. Uh, Do you see that we should not only minister to others, but we should be grateful for those that God uses to minister to us? Read those verses again at the end of Philippians chapter 2 and see how the heaviness and the sorrow uh, that they're in is going to turn to their joy and their rejoicing. How? Through the encouragement of one man. You see, there's always one source of every good thing, that is God, but there are many channels, and God uses so many wonderful people to minister to us. Maybe you should make a list. Talk about it with your family. It's sad sometimes that children only hear parents talk about a leader or a worker or a teacher in a negative light, and they grow up thinking that it's always a negative. Friend, major on the positives, and give God the glory for those he's used in your life. And then let me give you one more. We'll leave off here and pick up next time. The beginning of chapter 3, we read this. Finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord. 
to write the same things to you, to me indeed is not grievous, but for you it is safe. Beware of dogs, beware of evil workers, beware of the concision, for we are the circumcision which worship God in the Spirit and rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh. Now obviously the rejoicing here is connected to the Lord, to Christ, but don't miss the connection here. He said we're worshiping God and rejoicing in Christ Jesus. Here's a a seventh principle for a joyful home, and it is this. Find joy in worship. See, worship brings you into the presence of God. Worship makes you conscious of the goodness of the Lord and the fact that we are unworthy of it. Oh, I can't think of any greater joy than that. God would love a sinner like me. Every joy grows out of worship. That's true individually. That's true collectively. Can I challenge you today, spend some personal time in worship and then lead your family in worship. Worship God together. And as you begin to worship, be conscious of God's presence. You will soon become very conscious of His joy. We hope that you will spend some time talking with your family today about these truths from God's Word and spend time praying for each member of your family. You may find additional podcasts, helpful articles, full-length Bible messages, and other resources at enjoyingthejourney.org. Until next time, may God bless you and your family.